Welcome to this episode of the Outfront Podcast with host Vince Noble, the podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince Noble. I want to acknowledge each and every one of you who is stepping into your authentic power today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Outfront Podcast, the show that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. I am your host, Vince Noble. Hey, listen, I am super excited today. Once again, we have a very exciting episode. We have the distinct pleasure of having with us the talented Mr. Jerome Williams. We have a lot to unpack in this episode, so let's go. Jerome, welcome to the show today. Hey, Vince. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's certainly a good pleasure uh, to have you on today. I know we had some challenges to get you on the show, but nonetheless, you are here. And so how are you doing once again today? I'm doing all right, man. Look, everything happens uh, the way it's meant to. And I'm just happy we were able to make things work. And so I could be here and we can chat and have a good time. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jerome, listen, for those who may not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself your early hood, uh, childhood, and those influences you had growing up? Yeah, so I am uh, born and raised from uh, Alexandria, Virginia, in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Um, in terms of my childhood, I'm, you know, proud graduate of uh, MacArthur Elementary, George Washington Middle School, T.C. Williams High School, Remember the Titans, for people who uh know that movie yeah absolutely um, yeah so i um i've been singing for a long time um you know i was just laughing with my parents about this last night we were just talking about how i would uh you know watch a lot of disney movies and and, and try to recite all the songs and all the lines until i had everything locked down and uh i had been singing in choir since uh third grade um, you know, was, had some solos and, and things like that and did some musicals in high school. Um, you know, and it's like I said, from that moment on, that's kind of when I knew that this was something that I really wanted to do. It was something that I knew that I was capable of doing and, um, you know, just wanted to pursue it as a career and, and, and see where this thing goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, you know, I have to ask, you know, how, how are you doing and your family, you know, how are you sort of navigating uh, this pandemic, you know, you know, how you holding up physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, as well as financially, you know, from an artist perspective, you know, what do you find most challenging and how are you dealing with it right now? Yeah, that is um, that is a whole loaded question in itself. Right. Um, mm -hmm. This year is unlike anything that any of us thought we would see um, in our lifetimes. Um, but you know, to sum it all up, uh, God is good. That's that's really how I can sum it all, because, you know, obviously, I think a lot of us came into this year with with a game plan, you know, a game plan to be greater than we've ever been, to be more successful than we've ever been. Um, and obviously the, the pandemic kind of turned all that upside down. But I don't think that everything that has happened, you know, while people who are getting sick and losing their lives is nothing to take lightly. Um, I think that there have also been some positives uh, from this pandemic because it allowed all of us to really slow down and, and take, take heed of what we have in front of us and the things that we truly cherish and the people that we cherish. Um, and then by doing that, a lot of us have also learned new hobbies. We've also learned new skills 
um, that are helpful to our careers. So that in itself has been um, a, a productive outcome from the pandemic. But I think everybody has had their share of ups and downs. Uh, you know, I, um, I, I think we will talk about it a little bit later, but um, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for mental health and, and mm-hmm. mental awareness. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've had my bouts with depression during mm-hmm. this pandemic, but music has really been the one thing along with my family and just um, and God in general, of you know, staying grounded and, you know, focusing on the things that I really love and the things that I want to do. So, you know, overall, family is good. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I did lose a an older cousin to this pandemic. Um, a couple mm-hmm. of my family members did come down with the virus, but they're healthy. So we've we've seen the the full gamut of what this virus has done. Um, but again, it's, you know, God is good. God is good at yes, keeping absolutely. us safe and keeping us healthy. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so you mentioned like early on as, as a child, you used to wake up and, and, and watch those, you know, cartoons and and get in front of the television and, and, and play them out. But w- what was that single event? that sort of determine, even with yourself, this is something more than something that I like to do, but I actually have the talent. What was that event? When when did that really switch for you uh, in your career? Man, I think um, there's a couple things, actually. So my senior year of high school, I was in the musical, I was in Guys and Dolls, and I had been nominated for um, for a cappy. And so cappies are sort of like the high school Tonys of the of it's it's actually nationwide. Um, and when I was nominated for a cappy for that, you know, that was kind of like the first hint of like, wow, I could really do this more than just as a hobby, you know, because right, people right. like who were my critics and also my colleagues saw that the work that I did was, was great enough to nominate me for an award for that. Um, and then in terms of, of music, uh, you know, I, as I was saying before, being in choir and being given some of the opportunities to share my talent, uh, was, was great for my growth. But I think the big, one of the biggest things was, um, my first professional singing gig back in 2007. And that was, um, singing background for Michael Buble. Mm -hmm. And even though it was a a one-time gig, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. He and I um, had a chat after the show. Um, I asked him for a photo. And then, you know, when I asked him, I said, do you have any advice for, you know, an an up-and-coming singer? And he just simply said to me, don't stop. Mm -hmm. And I think even though, like I said, just those two words, you know, just mm-hmm. really inspired me to keep going and to just keep pursuing it. Even when times get hard, just don't stop. Just kind of right. stay the course. And um, I th- yeah, I think those two moments really served as as catalysts for why I'm where I am today. Right. right. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, either way, th- there's always that defining moment, you know, determined. You know, is, is this worthy of me continuing or, or do I seek something else? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a defining moment for you. So, you know, you know, it, it's, it's always interesting to know sort of like what what an artist's creative process is like. And so, you know, what is your creative process like and w- what time and space do you require to, you know, to have in order to sort of produce or develop or create your very best? What's, what's that like for you? Well, I think the creative process, I think what's cool about it is it can happen anywhere, anytime. Um, I've had songs that I've written when I was in the shower. I've had songs that um, lyrics that have come to mind when I've just been driving on the road. Um, And then I've also had those moments where I just kind of like sat down and said to myself, like, hey, all right, let's write a song now. You know, I had an assignment to write a song for a particular project. So I think with stuff like that, uh, that's one of the great things about the creative process is there's no set timeline of how to do it, 
right? right. It can just, right. it's very spontaneous. It's very unpredictable. Um, you know, and sometimes you get in a flow and then other times you have, um, you know, you kind of have your dry spells, if you will. But the great thing about an artist and doing what we do is that we're constantly influenced by the life around us. You know, there's always something we can write about and it can just be about how the sun, you know, appears through your, through your shades in the morning or Mm -hmm. the the breakfast that you cook or, um, you know, a certain emotion that you're feeling on a certain day based on something that might've happened in your life. So I, I think that's the great thing about what we do is that it's so fluid and it can happen at any moment. And when it strikes, we just have to take advantage of it and, and try to find those moments where we can actually lock in and, and, and write about um, right. those things. Absolutely. So h- how would you describe the music that you typically uh, create? So one, what I've, what I've kind of pinned it as now is magic with the message. And when I say that, um, I, all of my songs that I've written, um, I always have some sort of message in there. I, I think that that's that's the key for me. Even if it's a pop song or um, you know, obviously R and B, there's always gonna be some sort of emotion that's tied to, you know, the songs that you write. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing is, you know, I always like uh, you know, funky rhythms and uh, you know, obviously like harmonies and, you know, soulful sounds, but at the same time when people are listening, I want them to be able to take away some sort of message from what the song was about. Um, you know, sometimes it can be a little mindless at times, but um, it can also be fun. Uh, but at the same time, it, you know, I want people to be able to think as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you could change any one thing about the industry, what would that be? The biggest trend that I'm noticing in the industry right now is I'm noticing what's getting rewarded. And I'm also noticing the standards on beauty in the industry. Um, When I look back at, you know, I was raised on a lot of mainstream R&B music. So when I look back at, say, the the 70s and the 80s, that time of music, Mm -hmm. all the artists looked so different. You know, everybody, it was a diverse pool of artists. Nobody looked exactly the same. And I think nowadays everybody's trying to conform to what's hot. And if this artist is hot, I have to look like that artist or mm-hmm. we only mm-hmm. want people who look and sound like this artist. And I think right. at times that has kind of held the music industry back. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the standards of beauty like me, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. You know, like if you think about, you know, your a Luther Vandross or a Gerald LeVert uh, in terms of uh, body type. Right. But, you know, I still have the, the smooth, you know, vocals and the and the personality that I could be just as great as, say, a Bruno Mars or a Justin Timberlake or, you know, insert whatever artist you, you're, you think of in that category. So if there was one thing about the industry that I would think about, but we're starting to see it now too. I think with artists like Lizzo, for instance, you know, who really take pride in their appearance and their body and, you know, body positivity. I think that that is a, that's a huge thing that we, we need to cherish more in this industry. It, It, you know, because people should love their themselves for who they are. And if you don't, it's okay for you to work on yourself but you shouldn't be doing it for somebody else's pleasure. If that Absolutely. makes sense. Absolutely. So I guess it would be safe to say in many regards, you know, just like many other artists would have the same opinion. You believe that in some way there's some sort of pattern or secret formula to becoming a successful uh, entertainer that is not totally controlled by the artist. Yeah. I, I mean, I- when it all comes down to it, you know, hard work, it, it, it leads to success more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but to say that if you do A, B, C, and D, you'll be successful, right. you know, it, it's, it's just not, it's not the way because, you know, for some people, some people have the money and the resources 
to put themselves out there. But for some, the music just doesn't resonate when they do that. Whereas you may have somebody who has an amazing voice or amazing songwriting ability, but they're not able to market themselves the way that they should in order for the music to reach more people. So there's, there's always like these fine lines in terms of, you know, the, the tangibles in terms of what it takes. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think in all of that, just having, just having a, a strong work ethic and being passionate about it will get you closer than I, oh, I should only do this one thing or I should only focus on this. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed with myself and then also my colleagues, you know, the, my community of, of artists that I, um, uh, that I work with and that I, I serve and, and help, um, everybody works hard and they're just passionate about what they do and people gravitate to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but I guess in a sense as well, um, that, that there's a balance there, if you will, uh, with, with finding that balance more or less between the artist, the management and the label and so forth, which, which way uh, to guide and develop a particular artist, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what has been the most satisfying moment in your career and why? You know, it's funny. I, you know, more and more, I, I, I ask myself, you know, what is that moment? What has been that thing? Um, but the more that I pursue this career, the more that I, I approach it every day. Um, now, one of the things I, I'm very proud of that I did and I, and I stepped up and did was that I left my full time job and I became a full time uh, entertainer, a full time musician. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been that now for about two years. So that has been very rewarding in itself. It's caused me to work harder than I've ever worked before. Because now the onus is all on me. You know, there's no there's no more paycheck every two weeks. Um, there's no supervisor leaning over my shoulder saying, hey, what's the status of this project? It's all on me. And so for me to, you know, push myself to get to a point where I could pursue this full time and obviously having the support of my family has been huge. Um, that has been very gratifying for me. To, to do that. But I think the biggest thing over anything is, is like I was saying before, it's just not stopping because there's so many times as an artist where there are days where it gets hard. There are days where you feel like, am I making the, did I make the right decision to do this? Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you, you look at your bank account one day and things might look great one minute and then you pay your bills and you're just like, Oh man, like, okay, how am I going to pay for stuff next month? Mm-hmm. But that's, there's always a way. And I think, again, if you work hard and you stay positive, you stay humble, people see that and then people are more inclined to work with you. And then those opportunities will come. And, you know, sometimes they just come out of nowhere. And I, I think that's been even more gratifying. It's just that I haven't stopped. I like I, ne- I didn't quit. I haven't quit. Right. You know, because by doing that, it allows you to build up this sense of fortitude to you know, continue to pursue what you love to do and just know like, Hey, I'm greater today than I was yesterday. And hopefully I'll be greater tomorrow based on what I learn and take in today. Mm. So, so what, what piece of advice did you would give to that artist or that individual that's listening today? And, And they're on the fence. They're on the fence line with deciding you know, do I go full time or what? And they, they, they really desire, they believe they have the talent to break into the industry. What is that one single piece of advice you would give to them today? Over anything, I say, just be a, be a kind person, be a good person, like focus on being positive because when you're positive or when you're optimistic and, and, and realistically so, mm-hmm. Again, as I was saying, the opportunities will start to come naturally because people see how great of a person you are or how how much you're invested in not just yourself, but the people that you work with. And when people see that. Your name immediately starts to go higher up the the ladder in terms of who do people who should people work with? 
Mm-hmm. Hey, I need a I need an artist for this project, or hey, I need an artist for this show. Who should I call? Mm-hmm. And then your name starts to get to the top because people know that you're professional. They know that you are are positive. That you you know you're respectful of you know, people's energy and time and you care, like you really mm-hmm. care about mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think just having that positive attitude, no matter what comes your way, will help people immensely in terms of getting to where you want to be. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you would say that because, you know, one of the things I've said for many years, I've tell individuals across different spheres of life, is is focus on character building opportunities, um, you know, because I believe your your talent, your intellect, your charisma, all those things will take you to levels where your character can't keep you. Exactly. So if you focus on building your character along with everything else, sometimes we abandon the character piece and we find out no one wants to work with us. As you said, it's very important to work on those things as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's a there's so, a quote there's a quote that I before you um move on, mm-hmm. like there's a quote that I that I see constantly and I try to keep it present with me. And the quote is talent will get you there, character will keep you there. Absolutely. And so I, I, I think I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, yes. I believe that too. And I, I I've seen it just from some of the 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 connections that I've made with people you know, around the DC area and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously around the country as well, um, around the world, even, um, I, I just, you know, I'm, I, I fully believe that, that, yeah, you can be talented as all get out, but if you don't mm-hmm. have the positive character, if you don't have a, an attitude that people gravitate to, then it, it only hinders you then, then rather than helps you. Absolutely. So, you know, if you had the chance to sort of start some things over again, what, what would that single thing be that you would do differently? I would have started much earlier. Mm-hmm. I would have started way earlier when I was younger. Um, and the reason why I say that is now, mind that I have no regrets whatsoever. Um, I'm I'm thankful for going through the experiences that I've that I've been through, and partially because my last job that I had was as an event planner, and there was a lot of things in event planning that uh, coincide with being an entrepreneur, with being an entertainer, you know, in terms of logistics and, um, you know, making sure all your uh, T's are crossed and I's are dotted when you're approaching a gig or, you know, a situation, Um, Mm -hmm. even like contractually, knowing what's in a contract, knowing how to uh, negotiate contracts and essentially what you're looking for. Um, but I, I would say if there was one thing I could have done differently, I would have started much sooner and and kind of given myself a little bit more of a, a head start, if you will, um, when it comes to putting myself out there. Um, because I was writing really since high school. I had been writing songs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just putting myself out there in terms of networking. Um, because obviously sometimes you think like the earlier start you have, the more you're in the game, the more things you start to understand. Um, I probably would have moved to a new city as well. Um, I had, you know, had plans of moving to New York uh, a couple of years after graduating college, but you know, I mean, that's life, you know, certain things happen in life. And, and I, I believe that we're fully led to be where we are in a specific moment because it's meant to teach us something. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if I could get, if I could say anything to that, I would just say I, I, I would have started much sooner and allowed myself to have a little bit more confidence in myself to, to push myself to do more or to get seen more um, and, and open myself up to opportunities. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times, you know, one of the common themes um, that we find in the entertainment industry um, is that later on in life, artists don't fully understand the business side of show business. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, that's what they call it show business. A- and they were so much involved in the show. Yep. They didn't, they didn't understand much about the business. They don't understand, you know, performance royalties. They don't understand 
how any of that work, um, you know, versus a performer versus a writer. Um, they don't understand intellectual property. They don't understand owning your masters. What does that mean? And so at the end of a career or midway between a career, when they're trying to switch, they find out that a lot of things they didn't know when they were seeking the fame with, with the, without the fortune that come along with it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a common thing. It is. And, uh, and that's a, like you said, it's, it's business. It's, a, it's show business. And the business side is 90% of it. And I, um, I harp on this with my bandmates. I harp, I harp on this with any artist that I communicate with, uh, you know, just it's, it's our duty as artists to learn more about the business side of things. Um, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a short story, like earlier this year, I had been offered a record deal. I had been offered a publishing deal. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for my experience, knowing how contracts should look, the terms of the contract and in terms of from an artist's perspective, you know, what what's entitled to you as the artist? I, I probably would have been so giddy about just getting an offer right and not knowing you know some of the potential pitfalls that come with that so you know even just from the sake of um you know for because for independent artists too as independent artists we're in charge of everything Absolutely. you know you're in charge of making the music selling the music creating your merchandise uh mm-hmm. communicating with your fans building that engagement a lot of things that an A and R team would do, mm-hmm. you know, um, as as an which, art, which is which is less these days from a, from an A and R perspective, right? Exactly, exactly, because now a lot of um, labels and things like that they want to see they want the artists who already have the you know tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers from their own, so that they can already tap in to that network. They don't want to have to to build the network anymore. So in a, in a social media world, that's just kind of, you know, where we've transitioned to, but it, it's just so important that everybody learn as much as you can about the business of entertainment, because if you can't navigate the business, then you won't get on stage mm-hmm. to perform and show your talent. And, you know, it's, that's the thing. There's a lot of talented people out here. But and these are things that I'm still learning. I am not a guru with this by any means. And that's what's mm-hmm. what's great about it is the fact mm-hmm. that I'm still learning so much. But it's it's very important that that all of us, uh, you know, just learn how how we should do business and, and kind of what are the things that we should look for as we're uh, making deals and, and negotiating. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jerome, you know, many artists, you know, reach burnout early. Consequently you know, sort of resulted in mood swings and chemical dependencies and all of that stuff. Um, so therefore, you know, you know, time management, if you will, and self-care discussions, you know, they become very critical and essential to have, you know, with an artist. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about, you know, sort of what's been your secret sauce, if you will, you know, the place that you go to that allowed you to stay focused and productive in your day-to-day busy grind. Mm. That's such a great question. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think we, I think every artist has their share of burnout, even, even those who are the most successful, you know, we all have to know that fine balance of work and life, you know, and when the thing that we love starts to feel like work, that's when you kind of have to take a second and break away from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things personally that I like to do is, um, you know, there's a spot here in the DC areas, uh, Haynes point, uh, East Potomac park, um, that there's a spot there that I always like to go to whenever I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed or just kind of questioning what my next move should be or, or things like that. And there's a spot there where across the Potomac river, you can, watch the planes take off from national airport. And so I always like to go there to kind of clear my mind and to kind of get this kind of get reinvigorated 
a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because again, I think that, I think burnout happens to everyone. Um, That's, that's natural. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we, we get so inundated with work that sometimes it just becomes too much and we have to learn how to scrape some things off of our plate um, when necessary. And I also just finding the hobbies that you enjoy. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a gamer. I love playing video games. So, you know, I t- take a couple hours here and there and, and play some games and kind of break away. I, you know, I watch movies. I, I mean, so finding those things that, that are fun and enjoyable for you, but they still have sort of a tie-in because obviously me being a, an actor as well, that's great study for me too. Cause then I get to see how those things are made and, you know, I just get to examine some different things, but it allows me to break away a little bit. So I think it's just important for everybody to find hobbies that you love, um, even challenge yourself to to try something different, try something new, but then also resort to your go to spots. Right. If you have a place that you drive to that you like to get away, if there's a meal that you love to eat when you feel a certain way, um, it's important to do those things in moderation because we all need that balance. Absolutely. You know, something that I, I saw you post uh, on your social media page some time ago, and, and it really, um, it really touched me in a way that I, I like to go back and uh, read that message. What you said in this message in a way, it moved me. And so I know it would move uh, many of our listeners as well. Um, Um, You said that I know a lot of you see me smiling, singing and sending motivating messages. It's because I do not want you to be like me. I've battled severe anxiety and depression since elementary school. And you went on to say there's some other things you went on to say, but you went on to say, but I'm still here. And so are you. We all have flaws. But we are special because we are unique. We all have stories that someone needs to hear. You are not alone. Love yourself. Love others. You exist for a reason. Stay strong and fight on. I thought that was incredible, brother. Uh-huh. Thank and you. So thank you for being transparent enough to share that with the world. And so what, what would you say? To that person that's been sort of battling these limiting beliefs, anxiety and depression and and wanting to move towards their dreams and ambitions, but they can't get beyond there and because of their fear. What would you say to that? And more specifically, speak to your own experiences in dealing with that. Right. So as human beings, we all have those things that kind of feel like we're standing in our own way. Like we can't get, we can't get out of our own way because of, you know, depression or anxiety or, um, you know, our love for food or or things like that. And I think the biggest thing that we just have to remember is that one, we're not alone in this. There are other people that are going through it. And because of it, it's not to downgrade what you're going through, but it's Mm -hmm. just to say like, Hey, I can call somebody. I can reach out to somebody who is also going through a a similar situation or, Hey, let me call up a friend who I know is not going to judge me for the things that I'm doing, or even, you know, stop me from feeling this way. Um, I think that's just so crucial to be open about what our struggles are because social media for so long has taught us that we only need to share the highlights. We only need to share when things are going right. You know, like if we're not uh, if we're not sharing that, then we're not doing enough and we need to do more. And I think it's it it, 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 we need to show the wholeness of who we are, the fullness of who we are, because that is what really will will help people to gravitate to the genuine person that you are. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we share our, our flaws. It's important that we share our shortcomings, because there may be somebody out there who may be looking to ascend to get to where you are and also recognize like, wow, okay, they, they're going through that too. Okay. Wow. It's not just me. I think that's just comforting for a lot of people to see and to hear. So I've always, you know, prided myself on being an open book 
because again, I don't want people to go through what I've been through, Mm -hmm. but also if they've been through it to know that, you know, like, Hey, like I'm not the only one going through this. And so I think, um, you know, I, and that was obviously on, on, uh, world mental health day that I posted that. Um, so it was, it was important, um, because I, I, I strive to be a, an advocate when it comes to mental health awareness and, um, and just mental health, uh, positivity as well. Um, I think it's a very crucial thing that we are starting to see more and more of in this country and all around the world. Um, because again, like I was saying before, like pre pandemic, all everybody knew was go, 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 go. Because uh, part of it was because we felt this need to fill up our, our calendars with a lot of stuff. But part of it was also because we felt like we had to do more to keep up with mm-hmm. other people. Right. Because what we saw other people doing. Right. And I think even as artists, as musicians, we feel that, you know, we see somebody dropping, you know, songs and dropping music videos and doing all these things. And we're sitting over here like, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough. But meanwhile, you've been sitting here writing 40 songs or writing lyrics for 40 songs and they're just not out yet. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally get to release them, that'll be your time. You know, but then there'll be somebody else looking at you being like, oh, man, they're doing this and they're doing that. Oh, I'm not doing enough. I need to step up. We just all we all just need to run our race. We all just Mm -hmm. need to run our race and focus on what we're doing. And it's taken us a long. It's taken all of us a long time to figure that out. Right. I mean, I think a lot of us are still figuring that out. Like, what exactly is my race? You know, what what am I running toward? Um. But again, I mean, just to just kind of wrap up what I was saying is, is just I just want people out there to know that they're not alone in their struggles. It's OK to have struggles. It's OK mm-hmm. to feel what you feel. And don't let anybody try to downplay that or try to judge you for being, quote unquote, weak or soft, um, because those moments are actually what help to make you strong. Mm-hmm. And we can't take that for granted and we can't discredit that. So to anybody out there who, who may be struggling, um, you know, find people that you confide in and, and be OK with confiding in them. Um, and then just, you know, love yourself just a little bit harder because we're always tougher on ourselves than other people are because um, you're the first person and the last person that you see every day. And that's that's the person you want to make proud is you. So. You know, just do things that that bring joy into your life and bring happiness in your life, and and I I truly believe the rest will take care of itself. Absolutely, you know that's you know mental health is one of those areas that I I, I truly don't believe that um, we as a society um, has invested enough uh, resources in mental health just because of the stigma in many cases associated with you know someone saying. Um, I have a mental health issue and I need help. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's more common for a person to say, hey, I bumped my knee or I sprung my ankle. I need to go for help. Mm-hmm. Um, but when someone acknowledges that, hey, I need some mental health counseling, um, then there's a there's a huge stigma associated with that person. Um, and that person becomes isolated, if you will, um, because of that. And so. Um, you know, I really thank you for being transparent and really sharing that with us. I think the industry needs to do more when it comes to debunking, if you will, the stigma associated uh, with mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just so crucial. We this is this is a turning point in our in our society right now. Um, and I think that more music is being geared to that. Uh, and I think mm. the pandemic definitely helped to bring that out. Mm. Um, but again, it's just, you know, we, everybody, everybody should be able to have a positive and fulfilling life, you know, in some form or fashion, whatever that looks like for, for some people, it, it is having a lot of money for some people it's having, you know, a lot of the material things, but for, you know, for some people, it's just, you know, being able to see your family every day. Um, for some people, it's just waking up and being able to, uh, 
just do what you do and do what you love to do and say that, hey, I'm able to do what I love to do today, you know, uh, and that's I think that's a blessing in itself um, that, you know, again, it's just everybody's life is different. But whatever that is for you, if it makes you happy, you know, do that. Absolutely. So, hey, let's 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 talk about uh, the new single uh, that you just your latest single you released. Let's talk about what was your inspiration for? Did you you know, did you would you would you collaborate in terms of writing, producing? Let's talk about the latest single a little bit. Yeah. So um, Chasing Moonlight, uh, that was a song we uh, came out with a couple weeks ago on October 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a collaboration single with me and uh, an L.A. producer, uh, Alio. Mm-hmm. And so we actually met on Instagram. Uh, he reached out to me and asked if we wanted to uh, collaborate on some songs. And we've actually done three songs together this year. Um, we're also looking to, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, get some of these songs uh, licensed uh, for sync, you know, for TV, film, radio, what have you. So we had been working on some songs throughout the year and then we had just ended up releasing a few. So Chase and Moonlight um, was part of that project. But in terms of the lyrics, what really inspired me was kind of what we were just talking about was I've really been on this kick about living free and people living with a sense of, of, of freedom and you know, openness in their life, like actually feeling like this is my time. And, you know, I, I feel like the, I feel the best I've ever felt. And I'm, you know, you know, kind of that, that feeling on top of the world doing the things that you want to do. And so that's when I say chasing moonlight to get to daylight. Right. Uh, a lot of times when we're working our jobs and we may not be in a place that we want to be in, you know, a lot of people always say it's it's what you do after work mm-hmm. that kind of puts you in the position to get where you want to be. So awesome. so that term chasing moonlight meant, you know, when you get off work or when you leave work, you know, that's the time to really live, you know, set the foundation to live your best life so that when the, when the sun comes up the next day, you feel like you're that much closer to getting where you want to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I, I really enjoyed that. But it it, ha- it also has this really fun vibe of, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, taking it, taking in the nightlife. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's 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 sort of been my theme song here lately. I jump in and I tell you, it's sort of been my theme song to get me sort of hyped up a little bit. <laughs> I love that, man. That's that's so great to hear. I, I love I love hearing stuff like that, man. It's um. Yeah. You know, when I when I hear people say like, oh, I, you know, I played it at the gym and it got me going or I played it when I, you know, woke up this morning. Or I was playing it last night when I was driving in the car, or, you know, things like that. I I really do love hearing stories like that because it, it truly shows that people are, are connecting with the music and they're connecting Absolutely. with it as a whole, not just, oh, I really love this beat or, right, oh, man, right. I really love the lyrics or like they're they're resonating with the entirety of the song. Right. Absolutely. So, Hey, let's cut away and listen to uh, the song. Um, Everyone, uh, Jerome Williams, Chasing Moonlight. Yeah. 
That's an awesome. That's an awesome track, bro, brother. I'm over here bopping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, and just um, just so people know, so this is kind of sort of like a like a DJ Khaled um sort of situation. So, Alio is is his track, and I'm featured on it. Um, and I'm like I said again, we done we done three other tracks like that. Uh, Memories of our past, which we released in February, and Call Me. Uh, which we released in June. So again, I'm I'm very grateful to be working with Alio on, you know, these tracks. And he's an amazing producer. Like I said, again, he's out of LA. And so that was a, the, a cool thing too, just having this this cross like cross country collaboration. You know, right? It, it right, also right. goes to show people like you don't have to be in the same room to right. work with somebody. I mean, like I said, he lives in LA. I'm here in the DC area. And we've been talking through email, phone, um, and and made these tracks, you know, come to life. So it's just it just shows that anything is possible, uh, especially now in this day and age with technology and, Absolutely. and music. Absolutely. Yeah. So hey, brother, I, I truly wish you much success. Um, so so what can we expect to see from Jerome Williams in twenty twenty one? Yeah, well, 2020 is not done yet. So we got we got some things uh, popping off. So actually on uh, Friday, October 30th, uh, right now, the plan is to release the music video for Chasing Moonlight. So we're, we're putting a, a couple of final touches on that. I've been working with uh, local videographer Gene Sizemore on that, who I met through the Capital Groove Collective, which is a, uh, a collaboration of artists that um, I work with here in the D.C. area. Um, so Gene and I um, shot the uh, music video last month. So we again, we've just been making some tweaks and trying to get the the right edits and the cuts and that we want. And uh, hopefully, we're we're planning to release that on uh, Friday, October thirtieth, on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Um, so that is that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. I'm also continuing to write music and collaborate with other artists. Um, I also write with other artists as well. So helping them with, with their music, I've got some other collaborations in the works. And then for 2021, it's, it's really just, um, you know, continuing to, uh, write and continuing to release music, uh, put more music out probably like every six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but stuff that is meaningful and, and, uh, is positive, um, but allows people listeners to have fun, you know, just, um, you know, cause I, I, we, we just have to see where this pandemic takes us. Cause I do have some, uh, some gigs lined up, but obviously, you know, because of COVID, you know, we just have to see where things go or how to just right. be creative when it comes mm-hmm. to having people out. Cause I think people miss live music. Like I, I know I miss it a lot. I, mm-hmm. I really miss being out in a live setting and, you know, interacting with people and, you know, just seeing the the looks on people's faces. We've done, we've done a few outdoor gigs already. Um, so that was great. But again, it's, you know, I think people miss live music. And so it's, you know, how do we do that and, and do it safely um, so that everybody can still enjoy some of those things while we, seek to return to some sense of, of normalcy in a safe way. So that's, those are some of the things that I'm planning on doing in, in 2021. Um, but yeah, this, you know, 2020 is not done yet. So I'm, I'm still absolutely. trying to, still trying to get some things done before <laughs> this year ends. You know? uh, absolutely. Hey, but again, wish you much success on all of that. Thank you. So, so Jerome, before we go, how can people, you know, connect with you either online or through your social media? Yeah. So I have, uh, my website is www.jerowilliams.com. So Jero is J-A-R-R-E-A-U. Uh, so once again, www.jerowilliams.com. Um, I also have YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, and that's at I am Jero Williams. Um, so people can feel free to connect with me there. Also, if you look into, uh, listen to any music that I have or music that's coming out, uh, I'm on all major platforms. So Apple music, Spotify, title, um, Google play, Amazon, uh, all those places. So you can search for me there and you'll see my entire catalog come up. Uh, also, um, Vince, I'll give you this link as well is to my mailing list. 
So if anybody wants to join my subscriber list where I, I release some songs a bit earlier uh, than the general public receives, or uh, if you want to know where I'm going to be performing next, or even just kind of special news that I release, I'll share that as well. Um, I would love to get in touch with uh, subscribers on my mailing list. And that way we can uh, stay in touch that way. And I would love to hear from people directly. Uh, you know, if there's something that you want to see or something that you feel like you haven't been getting during this pandemic time in the music scene that, you know, like, Hey, this would be really cool if somebody did this. And, you know, hey, I was right. like, let's make it happen. Right, right, right. All right, Jero. Hey, once again, brother, thank, thanks uh, for joining us today. You know, it has certainly been a pleasure and please come back and uh, check on us soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Vince, for having me and um, everybody out there. I just want to reiterate, you know, be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Love yourself. Um, love one another. And, and we'll get through this. And, um, you know, hope to see you all out at a show pretty soon. All right. Thanks, everyone, for staying with us. We certainly hope that you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you join our Facebook group out front with Vince Noble. And don't forget to comment, rate, share, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast. Remember, until next time, you still get to write your own life story. <laughs>